Hey guys, before we get started on this blind spot bonus, um, we just wanted to talk about something real quick. It's so ironic because it's October 1st, it is the kind of official horror movie season, and just recently, if you haven't heard this by now, I hate, to, I hate you have to hear it from us, but just recently, the horror community lost one of its greats, and that was the passing of Sid Haig, unfortunately. Um, Josh, what was the first thing you saw him in? You know, Adam, not sure. it was probably House of a Thousand Corpses, uh-huh. because I don't think I had seen Jackie Brown at that point, mm-hmm. and I definitely hadn't seen anything that he'd been in older, but it's just amazing to think he's been in like six decades worth of yeah. films. Like he's been in so much, a lot of stuff with Pam Greer. Yeah, that's see, that was, I think Jackie Brown might have been the first thing I saw him in, and I didn't even know the history between him and Pam Greer. And you told me the story of, like, they didn't even know that, she did not even know he was going to be the judge in that scene. And when they and when they saw each other, they just started crying. And, and, yep. and Quentin Tarantino called up Sid and said, you're, you're being in this movie. Like, didn't even give him an option. It was, you're going to be in this movie. <laughs> that sounds like something Quentin Tarantino would say. But no, see, like, I'm not even that familiar with his work, but just seeing him as Captain Spaulding... I would have loved it if he was if he, if he was in more of both Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. That would have made those both of those movies better. I mean, uh, Devil's Rejects especially was good, but it would have been made better with more of him in it. I mean, I'm just jealous that you actually got to meet him. You actually got to get your picture taken. You got his autograph. You got to hear him say "fuck your grandma." Yep, <laughs> you got to true. hear all of that. I'm just so jealous. Yeah, I'm actually glad I went and met him that second time just earlier this year. Oh, that was the second time you that met him? That was the second time. I met him in 2005, right after Devil's Rejects came out for the oh, first time. okay. How old was he um, How old was he when he passed? Was it 80? Or? Well, he was 80 when he passed, so mm. I don't think his birthday was 79. Oh, okay. But, yeah. 79, 80. Well, Sid, you will be sorely missed. Absolutely. So, sorry to start this episode off with a downer like that, but we felt it was important. So, without further ado... I guess in honor of Sid Haig, we will, today we will be talking about our top five favorite movies to watch during the month of October. So, enjoy. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth. I'll be back. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome, boys and girls, to another Blind Spot bonus. It's the first day of October, and that means... Our very own season of horror. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we are going to walk you through our own picks for the best five movies to watch in the month of October. Season of spookiness, season of horror. I know it's your time, your favorite time of the year, Josh. Absolutely. It's be. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm starting. <laughs> That's right. So we're counting down, just like we did earlier, we talked, we counted down our top five favorite films. This time we're doing a seasonal spin on it. 
These are our top five favorite films that are best viewed during the month of October, leading up to Halloween. Yeah, and I'm not going to necessarily say just straight up horror. Or, yeah, not all straight up horror. Or, or have to deal with Halloween, although we have those. Yeah. But, yeah, just movies I like to watch during the, this month. Okay. You know? So you want to start with your number five? Yeah, I'll start with mine. It's got a, it's pretty even with Rotten Tomato, audience and critic. Critics 65, audience is 66%. Uh-huh. This is the Adams Family movie, the first one, not the second one. The second one was Adams Family Values, Values right? Yes, yes. And okay. that one, that, that one went less, way less creepy than this one did. It See, went, I don't, I don't know if I even remember. I remember when Adams Family Values came out. Right. I'm not sure I even remembered the first one. When did the first one come out? Oh, you know what? I think 91. I didn't actually write 91? the year down, but I okay. think it was 1991. Okay. It was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. This was his first film. He what went on to direct uh, Men in Black 1 through 3. That was probably what he's most famous for. Okay, well. The first three. I never saw the third one, but Men, the I first Men in Black was good. I didn't see the third one either. Yeah, so this movie stars Raul Julia, mm-hmm. who also played M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Oh, okay. Angelica Houston, who's in another creepy movie that could make this list, but I don't personally watch it every year, so I'm not going to put it on there, and that's The Witches. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, my goodness. She's got a creepy, creepy make, great makeup in that. She turns a little boy into, like, a little mouse. It is a creepy hmm. little movie. Yeah. Interesting. Of course, you got the great Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. Yep. Can't, can't skip Christopher Lloyd. And a young Christina Ricci as Wednesday. The guy who played Pugsley, I don't think he really went on to do much. I don't. I, I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. If he did, but yeah, I just, I just love to watch this movie. I know it's not, it's not directly related to Halloween or straight horror, but it's just got creepiness in it. Yeah, you know, just everything about it is creepy. Now, the Adams Family, the original TV show, wasn't that just kind of like a ripoff of the Munsters? Uh you know, I'd have to look that up, but I kind of think. Adam's family might have been actually before the Munsters. Really? I'm not positive. But, you know, the Munsters was different because it's a play on monsters because they're all different kinds of monsters. Right. You right. know, you got a vampire, you got the Frankenstein monster, mm-hmm. Eddie's the wolf man, mm-hmm. you know, you got all of them. Right. Adam's family's not really like that. They're just more like... Creepy people. Yeah, you know, just like a family that's into the horror lifestyle. Okay. So, you know. The whole family all together. Exactly. Why have a Disney princess when you can have a Morticia? <laughs> that's, that's my motto. <laughs> Very good choice. So for my number five, this this is bad. This is the second time we've done a top five list, and Steven Spielberg has been on both of them. <laughs> my top, my number five is a little-known family sci-fi film from 1982, directed by Steven Spielberg, known as E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Now, you're right. Not a creepy movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it all takes place around Halloween. That's their... I mean, and, you, and your main character is an alien. Yeah, your main character is so, an alien. you know. Of works. course, you know, you've got Henry Thomas as Elliot and Drew Barrymore, very young Drew Barrymore yes. as Gertie. Um, Dee Wallace is the mom in that. Yeah. Yep. She plays Mary. And, uh, yeah, those are, I mean, those are all like the big... The big yeah big characters there but yeah this is just a fun movie to watch it's 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 very family friendly and not much of a creep factor just a fun movie really great special effects because it's steven spielberg what do you expect yeah you know he's gonna have he's gonna have good special effects even for 1982 and it's got good drama 
It's got very good like, drama. Like near, when you get near the end and ET's yeah, suffering, you, 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 you're you, feeling you think that. He's, he's going, yeah, you really feel that. It's, I mean, this movie has a 98% from the critics and a 72% from the audience. That's I'm, surprising. That is surprising. Wow. I mean, this is E.T. for crying out loud. I didn't realize that. Um, but, yeah, so. Probably that, one of them trends where people start to hate on something just because it's a trend. Yeah, maybe it, it's the popular thing, and it's popular to hate what's popular. Yeah. So going on to my number four, going to a little Tim Burton here. Oh. Tim Burton always brings the creep factor. I'm oh, going, yeah, and whatever he's doing. I'm going with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yes. okay. It's got a Rotten Tomato critic score of 84 and the audience of 82. So once very again, close. very close. Yeah. You know, I just, I love, I love pretty much all Tim Burton. I mean, he went on a run. He had the, well, you start off with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. You watch that now. That was it's his got, first movie, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Then he goes, I think he went then to Beetlejuice. Then he probably went to what Batman, Batman. Mm-hmm. then Edward Scissorhands, then, then Batman, Batman Returns, Returns, then Ed Wood. I still haven't seen Ed Wood. Ed Wood's good. It's not. It's not as creepy, but right. It's just more about Ed Wood. It's yeah. about Ed Wood. Martin Landau gives a great performance as Bela Lugosi. Oh, okay. So yeah, but yeah, I just love to watch this movie. I mean, it's about a bio exorcist. It fits. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I love it. Yeah. Nice fucking model. I love that. <laughs> I love that line. That's my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> I had I did not see Beetlejuice until way late. I was like probably in my twenties before I saw Beetlejuice for the first time, because this is one thing, you know. Growing up in my household, Halloween was not allowed. We did not. We were not allowed to celebrate Halloween. So any movies involving Halloween and scary, spooky stuff, we were not allowed to watch. Mm. So moving on to my number four, not technically a movie. It's a mini-series. It's an animated mini-series. I'm sure you'll like, yeah, Adam, it's fucking animated. We get it. You like cartoons. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> this was an animated mini-series that Cartoon Network put out in 2014 called Over the Garden Wall. And it actually has a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. No audience score for some reason, but it has a critic score of 90%. The reason I think... What? Coming soon to a blind spot near you. <laughs> yes, coming soon. You're going to get a whole episode on this. So be warned. This show is so beautifully animated, and it takes place during, mostly during the fall season. So you get a lot of fall imagery, a lot of you know great stuff that would fit in just perfectly during the Halloween season. You've got a lot of great voice work from uh, Elijah Wood. You've got, um, uh, again... Christopher Lloyd, yep. he does a voice in this. Uh, we've got John Cleese Elijah and Elijah Wood. Yeah, um, Tim Curry. I think I already did. Yeah. I already oh, say you, Elijah Wood. You might I, have. I think I already said Elijah Wood. Okay. Yes. Tim you know, Curry. this this is a animated miniseries that chronicles two brothers being basically lost in the woods, trying to get home, and all of the crazy and sometimes downright creepy stuff that they encounter. I believe you called this a good gateway horror. Yes, for the younger kids. It something is. something yes. you could watch with your kids and yes. hopefully probably wouldn't scare them too awful bad, but yeah. definitely a good introduction. Yeah, very good introduction to horror. So that is my number four. So number three, we go to what is probably my gateway horror movie actually. It wasn't something as tame as Over the Garden Wall. My number three and you can see I'm wearing the shirt tonight. It is the Monster Squad. Ah, bogus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got a Rotten Tomato critic score of 67%, audience score of 78. 
I'd probably go even higher. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's written, directed by Fred Decker and written by Shane Black, which Shane Black has now gone on to become the bigger director. He mm-hmm. directed uh, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think. Mm-hmm. He definitely he directed the new Predator movie, and Fred Decker wrote it, so they switched roles on that. Oh, I still haven't seen the new Predator. Movie. I haven't watched it yet either, but. Yeah, Monster Squad. I don't know. I don't think any of the actors really went on to be anything big, but oh, uh, yeah, Tom Noonan. <laughs> Tom Noonan. He's like the only one from the movie that yeah. I know in anything else. You know, but you got all your classic horror characters. You got your Frankenstein monster. You got Dracula, Wolfman, the creature, the mummy, and you got these kids. That's because you know you see horror. You hear about these guys going around the streets. Adults aren't going to believe it. Yeah. So the kids got to take over, yeah. and they are the Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I I did after you you recommended that I did watch that, and that was that was a really fun movie. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, that'd be my number three. Okay, well for my number three, we have a 2007 horror movie directed by Michael Doherty with a critic score of 84 percent and an audience score of 71 percent. Now, I can't really claim, like, diehard fandom from the beginning because I don't think I even saw this movie until just last year. This is Trick or Treat. This is an anthology. It's not even just one cohesive story. It's a bunch of different stories that intermingle together, and there are some great plot twists in this movie. Yes. Like, you would not expect from a horror movie. Like, <laughs> so many horror movies are just so formulaic. By the book, you know what's going to happen. This one throws you some curveballs. And it also introduces the cutest little Halloween monster I've ever seen in Sam. <laughs> he is just adorable. Like, if I opened my door and saw kids dressed as Sam on Halloween, I would have to restrain myself. I'd be like, oh my god, he's so cute! And Adam, this plays perfectly, because this is actually my number two. Oh, so, okay. Well, very good. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, Michael Doherty, he also did a Christmas horror classic in Krampus. Oh, I haven't seen Krampus And yet. now he's moved on to bigger and better things. He directed the latest Godzilla King of the Monsters movie. Oh, yeah, yes. So that was a fun movie. He's gotten into the big product pro- good for projects. Him. Yes. Good for him. Uh, not too many recognizable names in this one. You got Anna Paquin. Yeah, Anna Paquin's the most recognizable for me. I'd say Brian Cox. He's pretty yeah, recognizable. Yeah, Brian Cox and um, the uh, the guy from the beginning. The teacher? The teacher. Yeah, I think his name's Dylan Baker. He's definitely been in some He's stuff. been in other stuff. I just can't really think. And that first kid, the blonde head curly kid, uh-huh. he, he was in like Bad Santa. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I, remember, I remember that now. So you're going to your number two because you My number mine. two? <laughs> I stole your number two. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds bad. I stole your number two. <laughs> yes, we're mature adults. Can't you can you tell? have it. <laughs> so my number two is a 1993 film that was directed by Henry Selleck and written by Tim Burton. With a critic score of 95% and an audience score of 91%, some people might call this a cop-out, but... The Nightmare Before Christmas. They're Some in Halloween say, Town. Yeah, it's in Halloween Town. It's a Halloween movie. Then you're in Christmas Town. It's a Christmas movie. This right. is a great double feature or anytime, a multi-purpose movie, multi-holiday movie. Someone once asked me, Adam, do you watch A Nightmare Before Christmas in Halloween or December? I said, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just a great movie. It's, it's like a, that little girl in the commercial. Why not both? Why not both? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just great fun um, beautiful stop motion animation. I love the music for the, Danny Elfman's probably my favorite movie composer. He writes some great music and you hear it all throughout this one. Um, 
I cannot remember the actress's name, but she voices Sally. She played she played the wife in Beetlejuice. She, oh, Catherine the, the, O'Hare. Yeah, Catherine O'Hare. Oh, Thank okay. You. Yeah, she was she was Sally. Um, oh, what was the guy's name? Who Chris Sarandon. Yeah. Played, Chris Sarandon, who played, played Jack. Jack Skellington. Although Danny Elfman did the singing for Jack Skellington. Because if you go on and watch another Tim Burton movie, The Corpse Bride, the voice of Bone Jangles <laughs> is also Danny Elfman, and he sings just like Jack Skellington does. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and, and this, for me personally, I remember we talked about how I liked the movie Cats when I was, when I was younger. Well, the guy who did the voice for Oogie Boogie, Ken Page, played old Deuteronomy in that version of Cats that I had. Oh, okay then. So, hmm. yeah, he, he's popped up a couple times and like stuff that stuff from my childhood. I'm like, oh crap, I didn't know he was in that. Like all dogs go to heaven. Oh. He did a voice in that one too. Um, so that is my number two. So now we're moving, moving on, on to number, number one. one. So I like to say my top two, they book in the month of October. So my number two is the movie, The Trick or Treat. That's what I start the month off with. But mm-hmm. this one is what I watch. I might watch it during the month, but I'm definitely going to watch it Halloween night. This is with classic from my childhood, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's I got remember a when this tomato. one came out. Critic score is not good. 33%. Ooh, uh, ouch. Audience score is higher at 70%. It's directed by a guy named Kenny Ortega. He's gone on to be a big Disney director. High School Musical, The Descendants movies. Oh. He did the uh, last Michael Jackson music documentary, This, this Is, is it? it. Okay. Yeah. He did that. He does a lot of music stuff. Mick Garris wrote one of the drafts for this movie as well. Okay. So, you got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica. This was the first thing I've seen Sarah Jessica Parker in. This mm-hmm. is pre-Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. She had been in, like, Square Pegs and Girls Would Want to Have Fun. So, uh-huh. I guess she was a name. Kathy Jimmy. A young Thora Birch, who I later saw in, like, uh, American Beauty. I don't know oh, if you okay. saw American Beauty, yeah. No, I haven't. And then the other girl in this is Vanessa Shaw, who was, you know, I like to talk about Ladybug. She's in that. And then she's also in the Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh. Nice. So, yeah, this movie is, is on Halloween. It's witches. It's got all kinds. You got the black flame candle. I mean, it's all kinds of creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't say too much. Yeah, because you don't want to spoil it. Cause... Exactly. <laughs> Huh. Spoiler alert, upcoming Blind Spot episode for <laughs> another one. So yes, Hocus Pocus, my number one movie to watch in October. Okay, well, my number one to watch in October also takes place on Halloween. Little known indie horror flick. Oh, is this the Babysitter Murders? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's The Shape. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about... <clears throat> John Carpenter's horror masterpiece from 1978, Halloween. With a critic score of 96% and an audience score of 89%, this was... I mean, I didn't even see this movie until... I think it was like 2012 or some 2013. I was, I was, This was when I was actually living in Japan. Oh, okay. And it was Halloween night. And I was like, I want to watch something kind of scary. I didn't watch a lot of horror growing up. And I was like, well, I'll watch the original Halloween. Because by this time, I had started listening to uh, James Rolfe of Cinemassacre. And he listening to him talk about um, uh, horror movies and, and just it really kind of whet my appetite for them. I'm like, okay, I need to watch some of these. So I actually went on YouTube and was able to find the original Halloween. And I got to say, damn. That's a great movie. Yeah. That is a great movie made on such a tiny budget and created one of the greatest horror icons 
right up there with Freddie and Jason and, yeah. and Leatherface. Michael Myers, baby. You know me. I love Michael Myers. Just because just kind of like this was my first real slasher yeah. flick. And yeah, my first real slasher flick as a 25-year-old adult. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, how old were you when you saw Friday the 13th the first time? Oh, probably at least a glimpse. Not the whole movie, but probably about seven. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no horror movies allowed in my house except like Jaws. So when I finally got around to watching this, I'm like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. It is so amazing how much tension it builds, how impactful. Like, there's not even that much blood in it. Like, I think the only blood you see in the movie is when he stabs through the, or stabs, or he misses, he misses Laurie Strode and and like cuts her arm. Arm, Yeah. This was the movie, and and I finally got my, I actually got my girlfriend to sit down and watch this last Halloween. She was very intrigued when she found out that this was the movie that made our scream queen. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> has like made her career. Yeah, and when we watched it, you know that first time you see her when she's in the in the uh, classroom, she's like, "Wait a minute, is that her?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis when when she was you know forty years younger." And yeah. then, God, last year, last year when they did the sequel to it, they just erased everything from Halloween two to Halloween Resurrection. And made one of the most badass sequels I think I have ever seen. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. So, Halloween, my number one. I actually remember like when I was in high school, a friend of mine gave me a CD with just a bunch of random like techno dance music, and someone had made a techno remix of the Halloween song, the Halloween theme song. Oh my god! And there were actual like Dr. Loomis quotes throughout the song. So by I the time I shot him six times, well, no, that one wasn't on there. But so by the time I got around to watching the movie, I'd heard death has come to your little town. What I'd about, heard that so many times. What about he had the blackest eyes? No, I not didn't, that either. Didn't have oh, that one. I you know, it, and then it had the quote from Halloween two, where he goes, it became an obsession with me until <laughs> I realized that there was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason that <laughs> wasn't even remotely human. <laughs> I am talking about the real possibility that he is still out there. <laughs> God bless you, Donald Pleasance, <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> so, that wraps up our top five movies to watch in October. And this is the opening, the opening season of our season of horror. Open season for season of horror? Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Inaugural season? Inaugural, inaugural season of horror, yes. We will have to think of other things to do for, for years to come now when it comes to Halloween <laughs> in October. But this is it. This is the first season of horror from Cinematic Blind Spots. So until next time... I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you later.